welcome to an another episode of programming mindfully myself vishnu i am from tiruvananthapuram kerala state i am working as a full stack net developer podcasting is my hobby and this podcast features a wide range of programming topics all the opinions that i expressed here are purely my personal and do not represent any of the employees view in any way with that let's start Thanks for listening. Hi all. In the last episode of Hashot DevOps Pipeline, we dive deep into how we can define a new pipeline using the classic editor or the new yaml we looked upon some of the advantages of each of those different steps we also looked upon some of the gates that you can establish in pipeline to control how the pipeline behave as well as some of the reports also so these reports can help you to analyze how your defined pipeline works is it work as expected or is something wrong happened so based on that reports you can effectively tweak your pipelines and you can make a perfect pipeline as you want so that was the discussion of the earlier episode so feel free to listen that episode to get an idea today we shall look into some of the best practices especially some of the best security Uh, practices you can implement while defining a pipeline security is not an end step so while defining a pipeline you have to think about the security in each and every step and you should apply that so there are number of uh, security measures uh, you can think about and you can apply but you don't need to worry about all of them because there are uh, there are a lot of them uh, based on your project requirements and based on the current situation of the project you can implement those security measures on by one a kind of an incremental approach and then you can effectively make a secure pipeline the idea of implementing these security Uh, measures into your pipeline is you want your pipeline whether it can be a build or deployment pipeline you want that to happen exactly as you want because you know the azure devops pipeline uh, includes lot of other external components like the agents vms uh, external dependency systems even external build system so uh, um, depending upon your project all those factors can come into play if it's a case of a small website project everything within the azure devops is sufficient you can use a microsoft hosted agent and you can build that but in the case of complex projects there will be lot of external dependencies so because of those external dependencies comes into play security should be considered while thinking about all those dependencies as well traditionally in the organization they restrict access for a particular user or a groups to certain area so that is the way to implement they provide only the required users to access a particular area so that is fine but when it is goes too strict or too tight security measures are implemented then there lacks the flexibility that in the case of unavailability of that person or a group the pipeline gets blocked so you have to think about the different 
flexibility you want the pipeline you, it's a continuous integration and deployment so you want to deploy the code to the end customer as fast as possible but you don't have to compromise about you don't want to compromise about the security restrictions also so uh, there should be a balance of both while defining an effective pipeline so that is the main focus of this top so all the recommendations which i explained here are based on that factor that's uh, that's an effective balance of um, uh, flexibility as well as the implementation of effective security restrictions so i will uh, define about some of the best practices so you should also go through the official pipeline documentation which is available in microsoft site you can search in google or any search engine like uh, azure pipelines uh, security guidelines or something and you will get a lot of documentation on that so along with this talk you have to read those as well then some of the security practices are learned from experience so once you define a pipeline and based on your project requirements uh, you can analyze from the reports how effectively uh, the pipeline behaves and then based on that you can tweak the behavior so th those informations may not available in any documentation so that is kind of a experience based knowledge so you have to uh, work it out and then learn but some of the general recommendations or best practices uh, will get available from either of these talks or from the microsoft documentation so feel free to check those as well uh first thing uh, while defining a pipeline is you have to analyze if you are um, implementing pipelines for an organization you can analyze your project or a set of projects that you want your pipeline to apply upon just analyze the different projects in that your organization uses analyze the nature of that projects is it kind of a same nature if it's kind of a same nature projects then effectively the security restriction can be applied using a template um, you know we discussed about yaml in the last episode that is the preferred way for defining a pipeline so when you define a pipeline in yaml you can define it using a template so there are two types of templates that the azure devops provides like the includes and the extends so includes is kind of a standalone pipeline where you define the pipeline and it runs extend is like of a template based for example you define some of the best security practices in the um, main base pipeline called the main.yaml and you extend that particular base uh, yaml file and you create a new uh, extended uh, template or uh, like the uh, second yaml or first yaml like that depending upon your project so uh, that way your particular project customizations can be defined in the extended yaml so the advantage is that some of the best security restrictions are implemented in the base yaml some of the security factors can be taken off care of in the yaml itself so we yaml itself so we will be discussing about that as well uh, but the idea is you define some of the base things in the main template and the rest of the projects extend it 
in this case make sure that the um, projects that extend that particular main template should store that extended template in a different repository the reason why this is uh, when because different projects work in different branches you the organization ideally don't want the main templates to get tamper so the main should template should remain or the base template should remain as it is and it contains all the security uh, uh, restrictions in place and uh, rest of projects extend it so the customizations only applies to the extended branch and not uh, any way impact the main template in addition to that as i said now the yaml also provides some of the best security features so you can also take advantage of that while defining a template like the um, some of them are like the you can define uh, which target you want the pipeline to run you can specify in yaml whether the particular pipeline should be run in the host machine or it should be run inside a container so the advantage of running inside a container is that uh, the host environment won't get corrupted because of the pipeline and it should remain stable as it is because the pipeline is running inside only a container uh, in another, uh, the another security feature which the yaml provides is the access restriction to the services you can uh, restrict access to a certain services for the user steps or the steps you define uh, so the steps request services using the login commands and if you define the yaml in restricted mode most of the agent security services such as the uploading artifact and attaching test results will be unavailable so in that way you can restrict access to services which you feel not right to alter upon then you can also provide conditional access to steps or stage you can define that oh this particular step should run only in the dev environment or in the integration environment and in the live it should work like this so you can define all that in the yaml so some of the best considerations can be applied in the yaml while defining itself so that is one way there the security is in place so you define the base template with all the security restrictions and the rest of the projects can extend it now when you define a pipeline there are certain variables you need to set as a best practice you should not define those variables hard coded inside the yaml file because anyone will be having access to those variables so the devops provides a way to define those variables which is called the environment variables or parameters you define the environment variables in a, at a common place here one thing you should be consider is that the when you define a new environment variable it will be in a read write mode you have to alter that to am read only because you don't want any stage of the pipeline to alter it ideally so make sure uh, depending upon your project requirement make sure change it to read only so that it won't gets altered and you define it once then the environment variables are read only so in sorry the parameters are read only so that's not a problem uh, but when you define the environment variable uh, it will be in read write mode by default and you have to change that to 
റീഡ് ഓൺലി ഫോർ കൺസിഡറിംഗ് ദ സെക്യൂരിറ്റി നൗ യു ഡിഫൈൻ ദ പൈപ്പ് ലൈൻസ് ആൻഡ് യു സെക്യൂർഡ് ദാറ്റ് ബൈ പ്രൊവൈഡിംഗ് ദ നെസസറി സെക്യൂരിറ്റി ഫാക്ടേഴ്സ് സെക്യൂരിറ്റി ലൈൻസ് ഇൻ ദി ഗ്യാമൽ ആസ് വെൽ ആസ് യു പ്രൊട്ടക്റ്റഡ് ദാറ്റ് ബൈ പ്രൊവൈഡിംഗ് ദ എൻവയറമെൻറ്റ് വാരിയബിൾസ് ആൻഡ് എവറിത്തിങ് ഈസ് ഇൻ ഫൈൻ നെക്സ്റ്റ് യുവർ പൈപ്പ് ലൈൻ ഈസ് ഗോയിങ് ടു റൺ ഇൻ സൈഡ് എ ഏജൻറ്റ് സോ ദ ഏജൻറ്റ് ക്യാൻ ബി എ സെപ്പറേറ്റ് മെഷീൻ ഫ്രം ദ ഏർലിയർ എപ്പിസോഡ് യു നോ that there will be two kinds of agents that assure devops provides like the microsoft agent as well as the self hosted agent you have to consider all the security restrictions in these agents also because that agent is responsible for running your pipeline so in case of uh, the microsoft self hosted pipeline Uh, that offers a better isolation and a clean vm while running each of a pipeline so the recommended strategy is to use microsoft hosted rather than the self hosted pools because some of the best practices and security implications are there right in the microsoft hosted agents so as far as possible try to use that but not all project requirements suit the microsoft hosted agents so in that case we need the self hosted agents as well so if you use the self hosted agent you have to consider a lot of security factors so one of the factor that is common that the organizations are, are not aware of is that to reduce the infrastructure cost they use a single machine and create lot of agents and assign it to different projects this is fine but uh, make sure that on project built pipeline or deployment pipeline don't alter the state of the other pipeline so you have to think about the isolation factors in place um what microsoft recommend is to use a separate agent for each of the project but that will increase the cost of, so ideally you should um, use um, one agent or um uh, ideally you should use different agents or uh, to reduce the infrastructure cost you can use um on agent but uh, one or two agents hosted in a single machine provided if the your project supports it but make sure that this one particular build pipeline don't alter the state of other project then while running a pipeline especially the self hosted pipelines uh, much of the problem comes when using an identity that can directly use their devops organization so this setup is common in organization that use uh, azure active directory or ad so if you run an agent under the identity that is backed by the azure ad what happens is they can directly access the azure devops api without using the jobs access token so uh, that is not recommended so instead you should use the um, agent uh, use the network service to run that particular agent uh, the, then there is another factor also you should be uh, think about that is 
അശോ ഡെവോപ്സ് ഹാസ് എ ഗ്രൂപ്പ് ദാറ്റ്സ് കോൾഡ് ദി പ്രൊജക്ട് കളക്ഷൻ സർവീസ് അക്കൗണ്ട് ബൈ ഇൻഹെറിറ്റൻസ് ദ മെമ്പേഴ്സ് ഓഫ് പ്രൊജക്റ്റ് സർവീസ് അക്കൗണ്ട്സ് ആർ ഓൾസോ മെമ്പേഴ്സ് ഓഫ് ദ പ്രൊജക്ട് കളക്ഷൻ അഡ്മിനിസ്ട്രേറ്റർ സോ വാട്ട് ഹാപ്പൻസ് ഈസ് കസ്റ്റമേഴ്സ് സംടൈംസ് റൺസ് ദയർ ബിൽഡ് ഏജൻസ് ബൈ യൂസിങ് ആൻ ഐഡൻറ്റിറ്റി ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് ബാക്ക്ഡ് ബൈ അഷുർ എ ഡി ആൻഡ് ദാറ്റ്സ് എ മെമ്പർ ഓഫ് പ്രൊജക്ട് കളക്ഷൻ സർവീസസ് അക്കൗണ്ട് so if the pipeline is compromised on one of these build agent so the, the that secu- that uh, fakers can take over the entire azure devops organization so don't run any of the self hosted agent under high privileged account so that is the key because uh, these agents use privileged accounts to access secrets or production environment but if some fakers run a compromised pipeline so none of these build agent they can access those secret as well then they can spoil the entire pipeline and they can tamper the pipeline so make sure that uh, use the lowest privilege account to run self hosted agent like the machine account or a managed service identity agent and uh, make sure only the assured pipelines or has access to secret and environment and not the agents or the vm so the agents or the particular vm host should only have access to their particular area and not the full assured devops pipeline make sure they are run under the lowest possible account then uh, different service accounts are used to connect to different agents uh, uh, different uh, azure services as well these service connections must be able to access only the uh, resources they require for uh, instance an azure service connection should use azure resource manager and service principles that are scoped to that particular resource that they need to access they don't need an access to the entire azure subscription so make sure that when you create a new azure resource manager service connection uh, make sure always select a resource group and ensure that your resource group contains only the vms or resources that your particular build or deploy pipeline requires similarly when you configure the github app grant access only to the repositories that you want to build by using the pipeline so these are some of the main important things you should consider about the agent or host the idea is they should only have access and if some adversary is take over the control of the build or pipeline make sure that they don't get access to every devops resources then the uh, dependency on path so depending on the agent's path setting is dangerous because it may not point where you think it doesn't so a previous script or two could have altered it always use a fully qualified program uh, fully qualified path to the program then uh, regarding the secrets you use in the devops so don't write that in consoles because that can gets leaked to different areas so some of the security factors for scrubbing the secrets from logs are applied in azure devops but uh, make sure that uh, you don't write the secrets to a console because it gets leaked through the logs or different console path 
then there is an auditing service in azure so use that to periodically ensure that everything is working fine and no malicious scripts or no particular uh, areas ha- gets access to that so we discussed about the pipelines then the uh, different uh, agent related securities you know your defined pipeline if it's in a yaml it's stored in a repository or it will be in a branch so make sure that you provide sufficient branch policies and repository considerations as well because someone gets access to your yaml file which is there in a branch they can run that particular so make sure that only the necessary respected users have access to that particular repository and in other words uh, make sure that the branch policies are in place so if something is altering in a build or a deployment pipeline that should effectively go through the branch policies like the code reviews and then only the merge should happen and um, make sure that one cannot run a particular pipeline in a different branch uh, you should uh, allow only the pipelines from a particular branch so that the only that particular branch users have access to that pipelines the best step or uh, the consideration you can take here is you should review the default access con- control groups for repository so you can um, uh, check that default access controls in for the repositories in azure devops documentation so there you can see the different levels of users and you get an idea how those different types of user groups get access to different areas of repositories so evaluate that and based on the project structure of yours make sure that everything is in place and no harmful person get access to that particular branch or repository and uh, that way you ensure that the pipeline only works from the required person so we were discussing about the different practices best practices so it's a kind of a step a security step checking at each level while defining a pipeline and it's not an end step as we talked about it later and uh, talked about it earlier so the security must be implemented right from the beginning to the end of the deployment now regarding the code some of the security considerations you can think about like when a code is changed the developer changes the code and commits so you can integrate your team can integrate some of the static code analysis tools in the ide provide so in the uh, that ide like the visual studio or the visual studio code you or whatever editor might be you can include some of the static analysis code that can help to provide a first line of defense against the security vulnerability so your development team member gets an idea about oh this change of code provides uh, can lead to this kind of security vulnerability so i should not do this and they can change it right from there itself from the id itself so that is the first stage uh if not um then you can implement that later in the continuous integration process as well so a lot of the static 
tool uh, static code analysis can be implemented in Azure pipelines. Then when a code change is made, the process for committing code into the central repository should have gone through the controls to help security vulnerabilities from being introduced. Uh, using the JIT source control in Azure DevOps with the branch policies provides a gated commit experience that you can provide and you can ensure the code review validation. And you can also enable the different branch policies as I said earlier on a shared branch. Uh, then for them to change a particular thing in a main branch, they need to raise a pull request and they need to initiate a pull request merge process and unless all the defined controls are being executed the pull request is not merged to the main branch so the pull request should require a code review which is a kind of a manual step but important check for identifying new issues being introduced in your code along with this manual check uh, commits should be linked to work items for auditing because whenever a code change was made and requires a continuous integration before the build process to succeed so the for the auditing purpose your particular change should be linked to the work item as well now your code is uh, had gone through the different uh, code review process and um, reviews and uh, someone made sure that everything is fine and your code is now there in the main branch so in the main branch when something changes or some new code that is added or deleted Immediately, the DevOps pipeline detects that change and triggers a continuous integration build. So at this stage, you can implement some of the static code analysis. So a lot of static code analysis are provided by the DevOps marketplace. You can check that. Many of them are free. So some of them are like the uh, Microsoft um, security code analyzer so that can help to analyze the code uh, and can provide a security code analysis to the continuous integration and delivery pipeline so this is one of the um, recommended uh, steps to be implemented and it's also recommended by Microsoft because it's very easy you can add that as a NuGet package and you can implement that in the project. So in addition to this, there are a lot other of static code analyzers also like the Visual Studio Code Analyzer or the Roslyn Security Analyzer. Then the um, lot of third party analysis are there. So you can implement all of those things. Then there is a uh, tool called the OWASP which check for the security uh, vulnerabilities. So that can also be integrated. So the idea is you define the pipeline and you make the continuous integration to happen with this set of static code analysis. So if something gets broken, at that stage itself, your DevOps can raise it as a bug or an um, impediment at the end, and you can stop that pipeline to process uh, progress so that way your team will get an idea of oh, th this uh, particular code has this security vulnerability so I sh should need to fix it so the recommended uh, step here is uh, when a such a security vulnerability is identified by the particular build system uh, 
Uh, ideally, it should create a bug and the team members will work on that particular bug to solve and they change the code again and then make sure that everything gets work. And only such a code gets deployed to the next stage like the QA or the uh, live. So this uh, this fast building static code analysis, you can implement that in continuous integration. And if there is a lot of things to check, like a kind of a penetration test or uh, you need to check different other areas, um, then ideally it should be um, run as a nightly build and uh, you can you can create triggers to run on uh, we discussed about this earlier in the earlier episodes that we can implement the different uh, scheduled triggers as well in the Azure pipelines. So that helps to implement the nightly build. So that nightly builds will cover more security areas like the automated testing and then the penetration testing and your code will go through all those different stages and then the um, then either the pipeline gets succeeded or the pipeline gets failed. So that's an automated process. So at night time, that particular build gets triggered and it gets built. So if some problem happens, so Azure DevOps can uh, automatically configure to raise it as a bug so that your team members will get an idea. You can also implement the different gates as we discussed earlier, like the different checks whether if some problem happen you can stop that particular pipeline to progress or you can um, make it some other uh, things to happen after if, if it gets broken or something so all those things can be implemented upon then everything once everything the build gets uh, successful an artifact is deployed in the drop folder in Azure DevOps. From there, you can deploy that particular artifact to the particular servers you want. So there also you can implement some of the security restrictions like you can whitelist the endpoints where you want to uh, your code to deploy. So any known whitelisted public endpoint if the Azure DevOps gets identified then that will be raised as a bug. So in this way, you ensure that your code gets built in the proper way with all the required static code analysis and no security vulnerabilities are there. And then the code gets deployed to that particular area you want. So there comes the use of Azure Scanner, which is an optional component. It's not mandatory, but implementing it that's the if you implement the Azure scanner, it will be good because you can uh, whitelist some of the endpoint and you can make sure that the deployment is happening only to that particular endpoint. So if anything gets compromised, then that will be created as a bug and the build or deployment fails. Once the these scans are completed and the deployment is completed, the Azure pipeline release is updated with a report that includes the results and bugs are created in the team's backlog. Uh, resolved bugs will close if the vulnerability has been fixed and move back into progress if the vulnerability still exists. So the tool which I talked about, the OWASP security analyzer, so the benefit of using is that the vulnerabilities are created as bugs and that can provide actionable work which can be tracked and measured. So the problem with using some of the static code analyzer is the uh, is they can raise false positives. So false 
positives can be suppressed using OWASP. So only vulnerabilities that are true vulnerabilities are surfaced. So we have discussed some of the security things like this, but you should aware that this is not an on-time process. You have to constantly monitor and evaluate all of these things because new and new uh, vulnerabilities are there in market and they can make more problems. So every day new and new uh, vulnerabilities are evolving and your code should adjust to prevent all those vulnerabilities as well. So you have to evaluate constantly the Azure DevOps pipeline and make sure every minute, uh, everything is in place. Uh, regarding this, I want to mention some of the uh, other tips also, like when you uh, provide access to the users in Azure DevOps, you can, if your organization use the Active Directory or AD, you can assign a particular AD to a particular group like the contributors or project administrators. Make sure, sure that you review all of those things and make sure only the required groups has access to a particular area. So that is the important factor. So all the different areas which we discussed like the Azure boards or Azure pipelines or code or repositories. Uh, so everything can be connected to the Azure Active Directory and you can uh, map your Active Directory groups to Azure DevOps group. You can create a new groups in Azure groups. For example, if you want a set of users in your team to have access to a particular branch, you can create that as a group and you can assign that particular users to that branch. Or if you want, um, for example, if your organization has a group named group A, which is an active directory group, and you, if you want to uh, allow all the group A members to contribute to a particular branch, you can set that as well. So all of those can be done from the project settings, then the permissions. So there you can define the different groups. You can even, even inside a particular project, you can different, create different teams. So that is the flexibility of Azure DevOps. Different teams can be created and different teams you can create different groups particularly for that particular teams and only those persons will have access to that particular teams but while implementing make sure that only the required person will get access to that particular area and not the other person so i think we have covered enough of the things so feel free to play it and um, uh, try it out. So in the upcoming sessions, I will be planning to give a series of sessions on Xamarin, which is a Microsoft framework. I uh, Initially, it was not a Microsoft framework. It was created by some other company called the Xamarin and then it was acquired by Microsoft. Now the Xamarin can be used for creating mobile apps like the Android or iOS app. So I will be giving a series of podcasts of that in the coming days. So stay tuned and thanks for listening. All the opinions that I expressed here are purely my personal and do not represent any of the employees view. So that's these are just my personal opinions and i do podcasting as a hobby and thanks everyone for listening this as well so have a nice day uh, stay tuned